You're listening to a Monster Kid podcast. <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special message. How's it going, eh? Today's show on the Monster Kid Podcast Network is a classic. Hosted by two comedic geniuses who've watched way too much North American cinema from the 21st century. Mike Pisacano and Anthony Cilio. Entitled Cinemarketing, this podcast chronicles the heroic adventures of two latter-day consumers of film and the marketing surrounding them or, to use the correct 20th century terminology, losers. We hope you give it three thumbs up. Welcome to the Cinemarketing Podcast! The trailers may have lied, but we don't. I'm Whitey Duvall. I'm the star of the movie Eight Crazy Nights. So we'll see you today. (laughs) Thank you, Whitey. (laughs) I'm not Davy Stone. I'm Anthony. (laughs) I'm Nina. She's our special guest for this episode. She's the Eleanor to our Davy and Whitey. Over <laughs> oh, the wigs. Uh, so this is not a first for us. We have done an episode on the movie Eight Crazy Nights once before in in our many storied history, but that was long ago. Yeah, no, that that was on our uh, previous podcast, Crappy Madison. Which I, I always bring it up. The reason we stopped it, you think watching Happy every Happy Madison movie in order will be fun. It gets old after the third movie. You're like, oh my god, I gotta watch more of these. And also because every movie, it's like we had the same categories. I'm like, it's the same for every movie. It's like that's why at least with this movie, it's like we'll get some, you get some some hits every now and then, some varying degrees of quality. So. We'll feel like, okay, going back to something like this is, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, a you know, it's, it's like a welcome back, kind of. <laughs> welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> yeah. We, I feel like we have some other Happy Madison movies to fry uh, in, the, in, the, in the pipeline at some point. One of which you gifted me as a Christmas gift this year. And I feel like well, only be- because you gifted to me on DVD like five years ago. Yeah, I know. I returned the favor. Yeah, so now it's come full circle. Grown ups is going to happen at some point soon. The the Avengers of the Happy Madison Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. We do have to watch like you know the build up to all those. So it's like okay, yeah, we got Adam Sandler origin story. That's like the like you know little Nicky, and then we got the Zookeeper. We got to watch uh, Rob Schneider's movies. Speaking of that, Nina, have you seen any Happy Madison movies? Is that just movies with Adam Sandler in them? For the most part, yes. Yeah, Uncut Gems doesn't count, so no, not that. I, not I, have, Love. I have not seen. I, um, what's the one where he takes care of Cole Sprouse? Big Daddy. I love that movie. And that's when I figured out they don't do McDonald's breakfast after 10 a.m. And then they brought it back all day and then they took it away. And now I'm just as upset as he was in the movie. Will somebody get the kid a happy meal? Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great film. So we watched, I uh, watched basically, this was the last movie that we recorded on uh, the Happy Madison podcast when we did that, the crappy Madison. I, do, I, I was you, about you, to say. You, you darted over to me like, you got the name wrong. You can't, you can't, you want to get sued by Adam Sandler? <laughs> He's he got more money than God. He doesn't care. He, I, I, I feel the one thing, if Adam Sandler found our podcast, I think that he, he'd probably like, you know, he'd give us a role in his next yeah, Netflix movie. Yeah, have that. You guys are talking talking about this movie yeah he'll probably have a kick out of that he adam sandler genuinely seems like a cool dude like i love to shit on him because it's like oh yeah he just makes movies for uh you know to go on vacation but at the same time i'm like yeah i mean if i had the money and the time and the power i would do that too that's much easier than putting in effort 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. So this movie was directed by Seth Kearsley. Uh What and, else did he direct, Mike? Uh three episodes of Family Guy in like season 6 and that's Based. about it. <laughs> okay, good. So he's a good director is what you're telling me. <laughs> season 6 is not a bad season. Uh starring Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler. Wow. And Jackie Sandler, who is just Kevin awful. Kevin Nealon, Rob Schneider, John Lovitz, you know, the, the happy Madison all-stars. And and the thing about this movie is you know that they're playing with these characters because the animators made them look exact. Right. Kevin Nealon looks like Kevin Nealon, John Lovitz looks like John Lovitz, Adam Sandler. I mean, they gave him a six pack. And Rob Schneider plays an Asian man. <laughs> yeah, so he's um the the first uh instance of of this movie and i was like oh shit things are going down yeah, uh, yeah. i was like i was like oh you got to prepare yourself for this Ro- rob schneider is just a racist asian caricature the whole movie he's, a, he's a, he plays racist characters in most movies he, he is the narrator too he is he is okay, when he's not being racist yeah oh, yeah 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 um the voices of the product placement characters are tyra banks blake clark tom kenny colin dylan sprouse and carl weathers and we're gonna get to how those characters play into the movie later on and why they are specifically categorized away from the rest of the cast. Yeah, it's... If you look at the the end credits of the movie, it really is just, like, the five Adam Sandler roles uh, and then, like, the the other uh, Happy Madison players and then, like, the additional voices for, like, the cameo roles later on. But yes, of course, this is a Happy Madison movie and uh, Columbia Pictures. And the movie does one of my other favorite movie cliche traditions is that the the opening logo, they replace it with a character from the movie. Uh, Eleanor does the Columbia uh, character. Yeah, yeah. Mike's a big fan of that. I I think my I, I love not not even specifically characters being in uh, movie logos. I just love movie logo variations. Yeah. I think, Mike, you know, my favorite one is probably Alien 3, the 20th Century Fox logo. Where they like, you know, they do the they just They sustain the note at the end mm-hmm. and it just fades. So it's really eerie. Like, I love that. It's I, just subtle enough. I like uh, Ralph Wiggum singing the 20th Century Fox theme at the beginning of the 20th Century movie. Fox has a lot of them. The the, chip the minions the chipmunks, the chipmunks did that not the minions the chipmunks I'm sorry yeah 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 the Simpsons movie do it too yeah, yeah said Ralph Wiggum said yeah the Ralph Wiggum great <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah you know what was funny I actually found out that my grandma actually was like worked at like uh, some sort of like co- company where she like was part of the team that designed the Columbia logo really yeah what did your grandmother do. I don't know. I gotta ask her someday. Gotta, gotta <laughs> ask her. Ask her before it's. I certainly. She's certainly told me some of those stories before. But anyway, the taglines for the movie: "It's naughty. It's nice. It's animated." Yeah, yeah. They really want to let you know, like this is Adam Sandler, but he's a drawing. Yeah, because they really had nothing else really to go off of with this movie. Because that's really the thing about this movie that they advertise: like it's Adam Sandler. But he's a cartoon. And, and, and you've you know never what? seen him like this before. And I'm going to say it a lot during this episode, but credit where credit's due. The animation isn't bad. It, it, it's not. It, it could be a lot worse. 
No, it's uh, like we said, it, it, a lot of the uh, the team from the Iron Giant, uh, a lot of animators that worked on that worked on this. So we know that a lot of the characters look very similar, uh, the yeah. character designs and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a very uh, Iron Giant, Warner Brothers looking movie, even though this isn't Warner. So, yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot Sony, of the characters went over. Yeah, a lot of the animators yeah. went over to that uh, studio to make this movie. And then also this movie bombed. So they also end up out of a job after that as well. So. Two pieces of absolute Kino bombing. Yeah. People just don't know good animation when they see it. Uh, <laughs> November 27th, 2002 was when this movie was released. Like, it makes sense. Right after Thanksgiving, like, you know, leading into the Hanukkah holiday season. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Nina, this was your first time watching the movie. So we, me and him, we've done episodes on this. We've watched this yearly. You know, we'll <laughs> save the review for the end, but overall... Uh, just give us give us we give us a into- two word give us a two word review if you had if you had two words to describe this movie what would you describe it not bad not bad you know what I'd describe it the same way that's a pretty it's it, fine it's fine it's more surprising that I was I was expecting that like you were gonna watch this and it would be like this torturous thing like why are you making me watch this but. Yeah, you know not what? Bad. It was not bad. Because I remember when me and Aunt, when you, we and you did that episode on Eight Crazy Nights on the Crappy Madison. It was it was very uh, scathing, very uh, uh, like unfairly kind of. I would say I would, I listened back to it. I was like, we were very mean to the movie on that episode. Yeah, um, and we I don't in, we I don't in, think like, trying to hate it. I don't. I mean, I think it was also just because we've been beaten down by so many of the Happy Madison movies at that point that like, all right, here's just another one. Let's just get this over with. Yeah, but, which is why. You know, I like our format of this show a little better. We have a bit more variety and we're not so jaded. You know, yeah. we're not so, you know. I mean, I do think that I don't think that this is a good movie at all. I think it's very. But I said I watch it every year with you. It's a it's become somewhat of a tradition. Yeah. I, I don't I don't not look forward to watching it with you every year, even though we're going to, you know, cringe and like groan at a lot of like the the you know, the, a lot of the what lesser good parts and now we point out all the stuff that's bad about the movie when we're watching it yeah and interestingly this is going to be uh one of our episodes that's more focused on the history of the movie and fun facts of the movie because to be honest with you when it comes to marketing there's trailers and there's not really anything else although there's a lot of marketing in the movie oh yeah but in not- the movie definitely <laughs> but we'll get to a lot of that that's a whole section for that but yeah let's so this movie the original title for this movie was called Whitey and Davy, which is just what are you trying to do? You're trying to go for like a Fanny and Alexander type. Like what what are, what are you doing here? Yeah, they originally they changed the title because it sounded politically incorrect. <laughs> I guess just having the word the word Whitey in a title and you don't know the context of what it means. Yeah, but also just like. They're two characters that you don't even know. So why would you name the movie that? Well, although you did t- you did show me today that actually Whitey Duvall is a credited character in Little Nicky. He is. I did not know it. And he's played by Dana Carvey in the scene in Little Nicky when Adam Sandler plays basketball. Uh, you know, the obligatory Adam Sandler if, plays basketball in every Adam Sandler any- movie. we used to be the happy madison experts we kind of fallen off if any listeners know of any other instance of whitey duvall in the happy madison happy madison cinematic universe please let us know because you know adam sandler does this shit all the time like the you can do it guy and so on and so forth but i didn't know whitey was one of those i thought he was exclusive to this 
Oh, Whitey, he's uh, he's you know, he's he's a character with a many rich yeah. history. It makes it makes me wonder if he was actually based on someone that Adam Sandler knew. Maybe maybe like an old ref when he played basketball as a kid. I don't know. I mean, it's, if so, that's kind of sweet. I mean, that's it's cool. it's it's been noted that it's a thing that he kind of does a lot of times. Like, oh, it's his traditional his old Jewish voice. Yeah. yeah. Does he just like basketball or like has he played professionally or like? No, he just likes basketball. basketball. Okay. He's, I, he's, he plays basketball in every movie. He, he, I saw. We could even we could even include uncut gems in that. Does he uh, play basketball in uncut gems? Well, he doesn't, but he does a lot of like you know trading and dealing with basketball players in that movie. Like he, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Garnett is a main character in the movie as himself. And, you need to see uncut gems. And the climax. Like seen it. Yeah, and the climax uncut of the movie. Yeah, and the climax of the movie takes place at like Game Seven of like the, the NBA one- Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a hint of basketball. Just a hint. Just a hint. <laughs> um. The, the direct also we brought up a lot of the product placement of the movie and how many like brands show up in the movie and apparently the director noted that they use the, the the likenesses of the products without the permission of their respective companies dude i thought you would think with an animated movie like this animation's expensive you would think that they would do this to offset some of the costs but a Apparently not. They just and honestly, Adam Sandler just likes brands. I say this movie. I say this so much. That's a dig of capitalism in my book. Based. I don't care. We're not paying these fuckers. We're just taking it. We're just taking it and putting it in the movie. He didn't get in trouble. I, I guess not. The movie's so. I mean, I I also think it's simply because like I don't know if you actually do need like permission in order to have because i remember i went to a well, they, they use the logos yeah, they, they, they use the logos word for word you you need permission for that i mean i went to a q a for eighth grade uh, with bo, where bo burnham was asked like during the mall scene how he was able to get permission he's like it's we just filmed in the mall like you know that's just it exists like yeah you know, well <laughs> well this this doesn't exist it's a drawing like yeah. <laughs> they literally took the panda express sabaro dunkin donuts logos footlock Foot made them characters yeah and had a whole dr seuss rhyme about them yeah it, it's yeah. although i do they, that was one of the moments of the movie that makes me chuckle but anyway we could yeah i'll put it i'll put that in here just so that we could get all of our product placement all of the the jokes about that there's so there's the scene where they go to the mall for the first time and Whitey is talking to Davy about the wonders of the mall and he says it in holiday rhyme. You want a pair of socks? My buddy Mr. Footlocker will warm your feet. You need a fancy new tag? Hello, sharp image. Thanks for the combination pogo stick clock radio. I mean the body shop, the tie rack, GNC, Radio Shack, Petland for a catapult, Spencer's gift for some fake dog do. Some barrels, Dunkin' Donuts, they're simply the best. And don't forget the orange chicken at Panda Express. But if you're short of cash, like little old me, the window shopping's always free. Is that something you prepared or did you just rhyme that many times in a row by accident? Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, a brief overview on the film, which we don't normally do, but, you know, we we, we don't have a lot of uh, advertisements to go over. So basically the plot of the film is Davy Stone is a uh, alcoholic. Everyone hates him. He hates the holidays. He's going to go to prison for breaking a giant Santa. Whitey Duvall, the JV basketball coach, comes in and tries to save him. So basically he's he's in a basically he's rehabilitating Davy. Mm. Um, If he breaks one law, he goes back to prison. Whitey wants the uh, this this award, the annual All Star Patch, but everybody in town's a fucking asshole to him and his sister Eleanor for no reason, just because they're short and weird. And the movie is Davy learning to realize that 
you know, Whitey is a really good person and I should stop being a dick around the holidays. Because yeah, he and why is he a dick? Because his, his parents, parents died. His parents died in a car crash on, on Hanukkah. Hanukkah. It's on the last night of Hanukkah. Like on his special basketball game. They were losing. Yeah. They just pulled what the what football team you're looking at. They they were all the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. They were at zero. <laughs> he scored every single he, every single basket. He did. He and, did. And they because Adam Sandler's really good at basketball and they, and they have to won. make a point to say that every movie he is great at basketball. Did they win. They won, right? Yes. <laughs> Cuz Adam Sandler took all the shots. Of course he did. But anyway, that's the basic gist of the movie. That's it. And it's a musical and all the songs suck. <laughs> we'll get to the songs in a bit, but I have one more bit of uh of fun facts that I want to bring up. So, uh, a man who is no stranger to uh to us, Doug- Douglas Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, did a review of Eight Crazy Nights, which is again very, very mean and scathing, and 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 kind of very mean spirited. As much as this movie, like his his main critique is like this movie is so mean spirited, and yet he he has a sketch about like how people who watch Adam Sandler movies are just idiots who will laugh at anything. And I'm like, why are he's a, he's a, he's a, as if nostalgia critic isn't something that idiots watch and laugh at. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so the director, Seth Kearsley sent Doug an email about all of the things that he complained about. And he said that the reason that there were certain scenes that he couldn't remove from the movie, like the scene where, Oh, the deer what? lick the poop off of Whitey. Yeah, they couldn't. He, yeah, he's like that. That those scenes. He he wanted to cut it, but they couldn't cut it because it tested well with focus groups. But then they also the thing that didn't test well was Whitey's voice. But he also couldn't change that as well. Yeah. So you know what I I, I got to tell you, even though I want to believe, and I you know I don't doubt Seth Seth Mr. Kersley. Like I get it. You're probably telling the truth, but it also sounds like you're sipping major copium right now. Like, it sounds like it's like, oh, no, 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 no. See, I wanted to make a good movie, but they wouldn't let me. And da, 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 da. And no one's going to call him out on it because it's a fucking animated movie from 2002 that nobody gives a shit about. Except for Doug Walker. And us. And us. So... I don't know, man. Sounds like cope to me. I, don't I know. mean, but then again, but also it's like you got to email the nostalgia critic. Like, you, 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 by the you way, gotta... speaking of nostalgia critic, I just want to tell you the other night when I went out to dinner, they some my the friend, you know, I went out to dinner with the guys and they brought up no nostalgia critic November. And they said, so what is that? And I said, oh, no nostalgia critic November. I said, Mike lost no nostalgia critic November. <laughs> they died. They're like, how did he lose? Like, what do you mean? How did he lose? He watched the nostalgia critic in November. He lost. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a pastime of us to watch really, uh, you know, cringy Internet personalities sometimes and, you know, make fun of them like and, us. Yeah. <laughs> and me and him made a pact that we wouldn't do it. But I was with another person who I you also still do this lost. With. It doesn't matter. You lost Nostalgia Critic November. You couldn't go one month without watching him. <laughs> yeah. Is there a punishment? No, no. It's. I just... think I had to change my like profile picture to some sort of like Doug Walker like anime picture or something stupid like that. I don't know. Did we come up with that? We. I think it was sent it in there. It's like if you in the in the original anime post, movies. if you lose Nostalgia Critic November, then you uh, then you got to post something. I'll I'll find it over there. Later. Yeah. Anyway, Seth, if you have any notes for us and you want to email us, email us at cinemarketingpodcast at gmail.com and you could tell us all the stuff that we get wrong about this movie there. And you know what? Maybe we'll have you come on. You could do we could pick another movie. You could yeah, be our guest. And we could talk about Family Guy. I just want to, you know, I, I, I want to talk about what it's like working with uh, the other Seth McFarlane. And now he's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten characters in Family Guy, too. Yeah, I know. He's like all of them. Everyone. Yeah. What if he dies? Then Family Guy is dead. 
<laughs> they didn't back. plan for that. They didn't plan of who's going to take who's over. Gonna, I mean, there are a bunch of impressionists these days. We have so. to. They, they have to meet in the writers' room, and then when they, and then when the smoke comes out clear, we have a new Peter Griffin. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, the new Peter Griffin has been chosen. I like to throw my hat to the new voice of Brian, <laughs> new voice of Brian on Family Guy. This is your new voice, Brian. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Uh, so now let's go over that. What are the songs in the movie? Let's go through each song and like, well, you're going to, we're going to do, are you going to play, are you going to play a quick, like 10 second clip of each of these I'll play songs? for each one. So the first song of the movie is called Davy's Song and it opens the film. I'm the kind of guy who can't stand a holiday, so I drink them all away. That's me. I don't decorate no trees and I won't eat no potato like but I'll give this old lady's melons a squeeze. That's just who I am. This song is a solid D. It's really bad. Uh, it's a horrible opener. Adam Sandler's vocals, he just feels like he's kind of like phoning in. It's just like, I don't like Christmas and I don't like singing, blah, blah, And it's blah, a shame blah. because Adam Sandler... You know, he can sing. He's made music before. It's a part of his live act, which is really good. Adam, this is just another thing that I hate in every Adam Sandler movie. You see that this guy can act. He could even write. He's a funny dude, but he doesn't because he makes it for the lowest common denominator. And that's what our whole last podcast was about. Like the fact that this guy can do it, but he just doesn't. It's wasted potential. Because you see him in other movies, punch, you know, it's it, it's cliche to bring a punch drug glove and fucking uh, okay. uncut gems, but he could do it. He really could. He could go the distance. He won the Mark Twain prize for comedy just last week. He won the Mark Twain prize. They don't give that to anybody. <laughs> well, I hope he got it for uh, for his uh, his performance in the uh, what? I don't Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I was trying to think of what the name of the last Netflix Adam Sandler movie was. Hubie, but. Some Hubie shit. I don't know. But that's why I give this a D. All right. It's a um, solid D. I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's pretty like middle. Again, a lot of these songs, I don't even know. I know there's one S coming up, but that's about it. I don't know if anyone else is going to get any higher than that. I'd say at least a C because some of these other ones I'd probably put yeah. a little lower. Yeah, no, it was. They played it in the beginning, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then they played it at the end after Hanukkah three, and I was like, "Oh god!" This oh yeah, because because the the credits they do play a little snippet of all of the songs at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't think I want to. So hear we'll it, we'll put this we'll put this in a C. We'll put this in a C. I was overruled. Okay, the patch song is yeah. next. This is the song that Whitey sings uh, at the mall about how he wants to win the patch. It's really forgettable. I don't really there remember are, how it goes. It is forgettable, but I will tell you, you'll laugh, you'll dance, you'll pee in your pants. And Mrs. Selman with her one extra breast, funny lines. I chuckle every time I hear him. That's why I think this is like a B or C. I'd say it's like a C. I don't know. I, I don't get really anything out of it. And I forget that it's in the movie. I, I'd say like a D. Yeah, I was going to be like, how does that one go again? <laughs> I don't remember. All right, fine. So again, I'm overruled. <laughs> no, it's a D. It's a D. That was back when he was nice. Before my warm heart turned to ice. My sister's wig once had lice. But that was long ago. All right, so long ago, this is an F. I don't think it. Uh, this is the this is the fucking when she loved me song from Toy Story yes. two. It's it's <laughs> horrible though. It's not good because 
you know, the only thing preventing this from being like Shadow Realm, by the way, we do S A B C D F Shadow Realm. The only thing preventing this from being Shadow Realm tier is that Adam Sandler and surprisingly his wife don't have bad voices. They can sing. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just a very standard, like, you know, sad flashback song. It It's not getting me emotional because I don't care about these characters. But, like, it's sung well. Again, it's not, like, fucking singing, like, the Whitey Duvall's voice. So well, he is in it. Eh, he has a, a little, little interlude. He is in the song. The 1-800-Boobies joke. Yeah. <laughs> you remember a lot of this movie. Uh, there's I've a lot of the this movie so I, much. I, I have as well, but there, there's so many minuscule things that dude, really Dude, I've been watching me. this since I was fucking, like, 10, dude. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd give this, like, a C. It's a serviceable whatever musical song. It's not, again, it's not bad to listen to, and it's like, you know, it has, like, a place in the story. It's just like, yeah, it's like, who cares? That's just the thing. <laughs> Can I just say, every single song that includes Adam Sandler, I feel like he sounds different in every single one. Oh, he does. When, when this song came on, I was like, okay, what, what, who, who did they put in to sing this song? But you told me it was Adam Sandler. And I'm like, I don't believe you. That doesn't sound like it. I'm pretty sure it's Adam Sandler singing this. It, I, why would they get a different... He could sing. I'm telling you, he could I sing. Mean, it's cheaper to just get him to sing it. Mike is going to confirm, but meanwhile, what do you what do you no, give this? Out, yeah, no, I give it a C, but it... All right, we'll put it in like, a C. It, it's not him. I got no right to growl. The whistle, she's on the prowl. Oh, my God. Don't answer or it's a tactical fall. Okay, right. next up, though, is... That's the technical foul! This okay. is the S. This is absolute S tier. Yeah, no, this is... This it is might be the... ironic that I'm saying this. But... No, no, this is this is the best put-together song. This is clearly the um, show-stopping number, like the end-of-act-one number before the before the intermission. This it is the... A, it had a whole three-part round at the end. It did, yeah. It was great. All Adam Sandler. Yeah, fucking Sonda. <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler three times doing a fucking West Side Story. We're gonna rock it tonight. Yeah, yeah. This is the... This is the yeah, it's incredible. It's a great song. It's funny. I think it's well written. All I think, sung by him. Yeah, I think this is a great. I, I unironically think this song is funny. I was. I mean, I don't know if it's I, funny. I, I I have caught myself many a times just like while I'm doing my daily tasks, just like yeah, if you're coming down the street, that's a technical. <laughs> and then, like, but also, I will say, like, actually, good thing about the song, the fucking band kills it. Oh yeah, the 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 orchestra is. They're, go, they're going hard as fuck on this big band like instrumental. <laughs> Next up is the intervention song. That's the one where he comes in the end. The uh, this is the uh, the mall song where all the brands sing to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, this is like yeah. This, again, it's very. We learned what happened at the skating rink today. Yeah, yeah. Not not good. Not not yeah, great. Give, I, yeah, you know. Is... Th- although it is like meme funny because like it has its place. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I think of fucking. Uh, what's his face? Um, Carl Weathers going, just look at her gazugs. Like, yeah, I don't really remember a lot of this song. It's a very like again, like I don't think that they utilized the the celebrity voices that they got well enough. Like they they none of them feel like distinct. 
and it's just you're just so caught off guard that logos are singing to him. I give this an F. Yeah, it's an F. It, it's it's really bad. Nina, what do you have to say? Uh, sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> Nothing. I don't it, care about this song. So this so this song comes when Adam Sandler goes to the banquet hall and tells everybody off about how they've all treated Whitey. And it's a song about how everybody realizes how they were mean to Whitey. And then all of a sudden, it just erupts into And I'm like, this is the most fucking appallingly racist thing that I've seen. I feel bad doing an episode on a movie like this, given our current political climate. <laughs> hey, come on. I mean, I, I it's done in reverence. I think this Kanye's song... showing this movie at his rallies. <laughs> Dude, I think I actually think this song is funny. I think it's good. I think it's pretty good. I think that part is funny when the when the character comes out with the bomb. Yeah, I think that that the jarring nature of going from them singing about Whitey to just that and then that's what the rest of the song is i say this is this is a solid b i'd put this in the b tier <laughs> i'd i'd say you know what if I'm both go halves with... were as good as the bum bitty it'd be an a i'd give it a all right sure that's fine a b yeah no when i when i first watched it i was falling you mean asleep. when you fell asleep yes <laughs> when i fell asleep i was like half a half awake and then I heard that part and I immediately woke up. I was like, no fucking way they yeah. did that. And then I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then I mean, like, I can't, I can't deny. Like, it sounds pretty good. Like, it's not bad. B for bum bitty. Yeah. <laughs> and then... The grand finale, um, also known as It's Your Moment, Whitey, which is like the fucking Beauty and the Beast part where like yeah. the camera spins around and you see the gold. Yeah, they're trailer. all at the mall. It's it's so stupid. It's not it's, good. Yeah. This one, this one's like not offensively bad. It's just dumb. Yeah, like it, it and it's like, you know, musically, it doesn't do anything that I feel like, like it's in C tier with long ago. It's what like happens? what happens? it's a, it's your I don't even they, remember how it goes. Get, That's why like, we're playing a clip. It's like the Beauty and the Beast number Is at the end. Before they throw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before they throw the patches at him. Yeah, nothing. I give it a D. I don't That's get anything. Yeah, I don't remember it. You give it a D. I feel yeah. like it's nothing. So to you're do putting it. it. So you're putting it on the same level as the patch song. So every song involving Whitey and the Patch is a D. Yeah. Who cares? It sucks. All right. Maybe, maybe we're just as bad as all the other people. We don't we like Whitey. We, we yeah. We're such we we're such bad a. people because we don't want to hear this whole fucking movie. Other. I like. I the thing I hate about this movie is everyone's so mean to Whitey for no reason. Yeah, it's because he's, he's fucking annoying, and I have to listen to this voice for an hour and a half. I hate it. Everyone in this everyone in this town is anti-semitic like he's just an old jewish man let him live he's not even jewish oh yeah he's not but he's ba he's definitely he, based he appreciates the holiday i know but he but he, you know adam sandler clearly like the voice he does the mannerisms you know he clearly voices off a jewish stereotype you know he he bases off of some old you know old mensch that he knew <laughs> you know what but i mean at the end he says Happy Hanukkah, Davy, and then at the end he says Merry Christmas. I know he's not Jewish. I get it. I get it. You gotta give it to him. Fine, fine, but still, they're still mean. He's an old man. Just leave him alone. 
He's not hurting anybody. Yeah, he's a nice old man. Outside of the context of him being an impossibly annoying character in a movie, just as a person, sure, he's he's okay. He's a nice person. Yeah. But, a, and that's what Adam Sandler says at yeah. the end. He's a genuinely nice person, and you treat him like shit because he's old and weird. Yeah, because uh, his, cause his, it's like, oh, because his voice is also annoying as well. And it's like, yeah, you, who, who made him have that voice? You, who made the movie. <laughs> Festival of Lights. One day of presents. Hell no, we get eight crazy nights. <laughs> anyway, then then in the end, we're in the end credits now, and we're to the the third Hanukkah song by I, Adam Sandler. Put on your yarmulkes. It's time for Hanukkahs, dude. I like the Hanukkah song. All three of them. I think they're good. They, they, uh, you know, I just think they're good to have some. Something for young Jewish kids, because, you know, I, I know for a fact I'm not Jewish, but I do know that the holiday season with the, with the rampant capitalism and the way that Christmas is seen as the holiday of the season, it's got to be rough being a young Jewish kid. It has to be. Adam Sandler making these songs, I think, is only a net positive. It's only a positive. And I think they're genuinely funny. And pointing out the famous celebrities who are also exactly, Jewish. and even the little digs he throws in there, like in this one, the O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, like just you know, just the random shit like that. It's a you know, this is the Hanukkah song is the perfect embodiment of the best parts of every Adam Sandler stand-up special. When he pulls out that guitar, it's the best part. I I, I really do enjoy Adam Sandler's stand-up, and this just harks back to it. I think this is either S or A. I think it's I can great. I say it is an A. It's just that it, get, it does get lost in the end credits. I too did. I give it an A. Yeah, it, it does get lost in the end credits. That's the worst thing this movie does. I wish they leaned more on that. But I again, how do you make a movie about the Hanukkah song? Well, just you don't a have to make of- a movie about it, but you could have a part in the movie where the characters are singing it, especially Maybe. since one of the characters is Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's true. That could have been the finale of the movie instead of like, <laughs> instead of it's your moment, Whitey. Yeah. And then the only other song that appears in this movie that is not original uh, to this movie <laughs> is a five second clip of Whitey doing the robot to, to Mr. Roboto by Styx, which not a good song, not a good band. <laughs> I also pointed out, what was it? Um, They referenced that Davy's parents died on Hanukkah in 1981, which predates the release of the song. You couldn't even get that right. You couldn't even get that right. I just also want to add, fun fact, Mr. Roboto is actually a song, this is this is my prog rock knowledge coming in, a song for a failed um, a rock opera that uh, the lead singer of Sticks, I don't remember his name, was trying to write. Yeah, the whole Kilroy character and all that was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be like this whole album and then they were like, dude, if I remember correctly, they were like, dude, we're not fucking making that. And he's like, all right, here's just this one song. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good song. I don't. Do you like Mr. Roboto? Uh, Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. It's not a, no, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean? It's the perfect summation of just sticks as a band. Who cares? It sticks. It's a joke song. Like, I only ever hear it. If it's being used as a punchline in a movie, sticks also are never hear it as a regular yeah. song. Sticks, it's like it's, what, you honestly, clearly it's, don't listen to the cue often. <laughs> it's also kind of sad. It's kind of like how 
uh, Marvin Gaye "Let's Get It On" is like it's only used as like a punchline. Well, that the difference is the difference is "Let's Get It On" is a great song. Yeah, Marvin Gaye is a great songwriter. Sticks is not a good band. They're also responsible for "Come Sail Away," which is one of the worst classic rock songs God. ever. It's, it goes on for like eight minutes, and there's like five different parts, and the, and the twist is like it's aliens. <laughs> This is so stupid. The song is so bad. It is the. Oh, but when David is, Bowie writes songs about aliens, he's genius. Well, there's, there's a difference. He does it artfully. This is literally just just uh, prog rock wankery. Like it's 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 all the worst parts of like Tarkus just put in one. It, it's whatever. It's yeah. it's not good. <laughs> all right. So that's our tier ranking for all of the songs. So in S tier, we have that's a technical foul then then we got a we got the hanukkah song three we have one b for bum bitty two c's uh the long ago and davy song and then two d's the grand finale and the patch song and we're not even ranking mr roboto that's just shadow realm yeah. fuck and fuck the, sticks the, the intervention song is an f oh yeah well. the intervention song is an f so yeah. that's the worst song i didn't really think that we would come to the conclusion that that was the worst song in the movie though before doing this it's it's bad it's really it's, uh, yeah. it's a really bad song I think, yeah, now looking at this, I do think that that's probably is the worst song in the movie then. Because, like, Davy's song's a bad song, but it's not, like, offensive. It's just like, mm. this sucks. Yeah, it's just like a very... The intervention song is just like... Oh, just a very bland, they, generic protagonist the song. Inter, the intervention song is literally, are we really doing this yeah. right now? Are we really doing this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of what, that's probably what the critics were thinking when they reviewed this movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, Eight Crazy Nights has a 12% Ooh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm surprised it's in the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> it's got 110 reviews with a total of 13 fresh <laughs> and 97 rotten reviews. This is also... Uh, a retread that we're doing because we did this exact thing on the hat of the Krabby Madison podcast. Like we did the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic yeah. thing. So forgive us if we're just doing the same thing again. It's uh, fine. Mo no one, no one listened to Krabby Madison. It's fine. The critics consensus is that Sandler returns to his roots in this nauseating concoction filled with potty humor and product placements. They're not wrong. Uh, Metacritic, it's got a 23 out of 100, three positive, four mixed, and 20 negative. Nina, as our guest, would you like to read the best and worst reviews of sure. the movie? The best review was, what's special about the movie is how totally it believes in itself as a musical. The tunes, the co-written by... Yeah, co-written by Sandler and a bunch of his pals take on a rock opera and traditional Jewish folk music with boyish exuberance. Read, reads Wesley Morris of the Boston Globe, who gave it a 75 out of 100. I want to know. I got to see this guy's other reviews. I recognize the name, but I need to see what this well, guy. I need to see this guy's taste. Where's his letterboxed? Because <laughs> it's also saying like it believe, totally believes itself as a musical. It's like the movie if, forgets about being a musical for many chunks of the yeah, movie. Yeah, and it believes in itself as a musical. Yeah, you could believe in yourself and still be shit. Yeah. Like, for example, the, the, the Colts are believing in themselves and they just blew a 33 nothing lead. So <laughs> come on. Yeah. I'm really dating this episode. But also the rock opera and uh, but the Jewish folk music. It's like, yeah, if you want to give points to the movie for the desecration that it did there. Sure. Why not? I'll give it points for that. It's funny. So um, anyway, now the worst review, Nina, take it away. Sure. The worst review says, you know. Oh my God, can I read? You know, all that artistic cred Adam Sandler built up with his acclaimed work in Punch Drunk Love? Well, he flushes it down the crapper with Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, the most ill-conceived animated comedy since the 1991 dog Rover Dangerfield. 
Hey, you know, I, I get no respect, not even from the critics at the Entertainment Weekly, who gave me a zero out of a hundred. <laughs> we, we, we need to do Rover Dangerfield. We need to see it first. I've never yeah. seen the movie. I, 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 I have a feeling. I'm like, how have I known you this long and we never watched Rover Dangerfield? <laughs> I was reading that. Uh, I just imagined the scene where they pushed him, where Adam Sandler pushes yeah. him. In the, the port in the port. That is Mike. Mike, by the way, that is my biggest fear in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, every time at a, at a music festival or I'm at a drive-in and I have to go to use a porta potty, and I'm like, I'm stricken with fear every second that I'm in there. <laughs> so box office. So yeah, so this movie on its opening weekend, which was Thanksgiving weekend of 2002, came in at number five on its opening weekend. It made $14 million. It opened on the same weekend as Treasure Planet. Why would you release this on the same day as another animated movie? Maybe they knew that Treasure Planet was being just destroyed by Disney. They were just purposefully... But like also, just, what else is coming out on this week? I mean, what else is in theaters is Die Another Day. Which was number one. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and number the two. Santa Claus 2, which are above it. And it's like all of those movies that have been, you know, sticking around for weeks, making money during the holiday season. Yeah, again, Santa Claus 2 during the Christmas season. That's probably a better bet for families to go to see than this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who... I don't know. Is this Adam Sandler trying to take a bite out of like South Park? Like, who is the audience for this movie? It's not families. It's not kids. I mean, I guess it's teenagers, but are they really going to the movies around Christmas? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of well, Avatar 2 is right out in theaters right now. What do you think they're going to see? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But are people going to see these type of movies around Christmas? This Adam Sandler movies to me are like summer. Like, hey, you're out of school. Let's go see a funny movie. Let's go get high and go see a funny movie. You know, you know what, what I, mean? I was also thinking about is that I, it's been so long since I've seen like a newly released Christmas movie in the theater, like during its original run during December. Like there's that Violent Night movie with David Harbour where he's Santa and that's yeah. in theaters right now. And I'm is like, that, is that the one? Is that the horror movie? Yeah. Yeah. Steve's, well, there, there's another Santa horror movie, too. There is a movie. Me and Chris, me and Lewis saw a movie called Christmas Bloody Christmas, which was directed by Joe Bagos, who did bliss and vfw which were two movies that we had seen at previous yeah. festivals and so we we decided at 11 a.m let's go see this christmas horror slasher in and the was theater. it good it was all right it was just like it's not a movie to be watching at 11 a.m it's not a movie that you should be watching and then you come out of the theater and it's daytime still yeah but surprisingly, um, this movie had some awards. The, the trifecta of awards <laughs> bodies for the for the cinema marketing podcast. First up is the Kids Choice Awards, the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards, which again, I, I never understood why movies like this were at the Kids Choice Awards. These aren't for kids, but my mother wouldn't let me see this movie when it first came out. But anyway, with uh, three boobs in it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, this movie didn't stop. There's it, pee and poop and boobs and they and say racism shit. and There's racism. There's a lot of poop. It's probably yeah, like I think probably if you like take it account like like the cubic measurements, probably the most poop out of any movie. It's that an we've extremely covered. poopy movie. The deer's sh shit. Like <laughs> when the mayor tells the joke, they're literally like you see the asshole. Pooping. You see the asshole. Like. Puckering. Like puckering as the shit comes out someone some poor poor like korean in-betweener had to animate that let's say like imagine like you're 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 someone who you were on the iron giant and you you animated the scene where he flies into the the, the rocket 
but yeah. and now you're now your next job is you have to draw deer shitting yeah you need to draw in detail a deer anus puckering as shit flies out of it like spewing <laughs> you need to draw a, a deer licking an old man the feces off of a frozen old man a poopsicle the poopsicle. Cool. <laughs> anyway, so that none of that stopped this movie from winning a Kids' <laughs> Choice Award for favorite voice from an animated movie for Adam Sandler. His competition, he was nominated up against Ray Romano from Ice Age, Dennis Leary from Ice Age, and Matt Damon for Spirit <laughs> Stallion of the Cimarron. God, that's a fuck. That's got to be a joke. That is a horrible voice acting job. <laughs> but by the way, also, did did was Adam Sandler there to accept the award? All right, so we're watching the clip of Adam Sandler going to accept his. Will Ferrell has a mustache, and he's up there with Jamie Lynn Spears. Is that Jamie Lynn yeah. or Britney? I think that's just no. Britney. That's Britney. That's Britney. God, she was so hot, dude. She was like seven. No, she wasn't. <laughs> Adam Sandler won best. Uh, yep, there. Yeah, he is. just a clip of Wanda going. Adam Sandler. Yeah, apparently, Cosmo and Wanda apparently hosted this sh- award show for some reason. They're like they're looking around. It? Where is he? Where is he? There he is. Oh, he wasn't paying attention. Oh, what's he wearing? He's wearing a green shirt and a blue oh hat. Oh my God, he's going to throw that kid. He's picking up a kid. <laughs> he's going to throw over the You know barricade. what? He seems like he's having genuinely a good time. <laughs> oh no, so he's winning an award for a different thing. Because she said that he's also, also for best voice. So what else? What is he accepting the award for right now? <laughs> Favorite movie star. Okay. So he was accepting the yeah, award for what a, what a, what a, what a, what a, what an award, Adam. When I think movie star, I think Adam Sandler. Yeah, I think Big Daddy. Big Daddy, baby. Dude, he's taking he's, so he's long. He's going to give it every kid a high five. Yeah, it's the Kids Choice Awards. This movie was for the kids. No, it wasn't. Shut up. Because I'm trying to think of what other movies he had this year. I think Mr. Deeds came out the same year. Another bad one. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy I went with the Big Bacon Classic. Let's go to get the Big Bacon Classic before we see Avatar 2, The Way of Water. <laughs> Dude, he's winded. He is out of breath. <laughs> he's wearing the classic oversized t-shirt. Not Will he dresses like Kevin Smith. <laughs> but the clothes of the right are just a bit better fitting. He got two of them. Yeah, one for the movie star, yeah, one, one for, for the, the voice. Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder if he still has those. <laughs> it was 2003. Yeah. I mean, he had to thank the military and the firemen. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> funny. All right. Yeah. I so, it. so he won that award. Um, and yeah, and then, and, and this is also Crazy Nights was the first PG-13 rated film to receive a Kids' Choice Award nomination. Notice they did not show a single clip from that movie because they knew. They would have showed the, the poopy one. They didn't show any clip. They, 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 they hid it behind the favorite movie star. I think they were probably wiping their brows off in relief. They were like, oh, God, thank God. We don't need to show a clip from the PG-13 movie. Yeah, because this is the only other... This is the only award that the movie was nominated for. Uh, that can't be said, though, for at the Razzies, where... This movie was nominated for most flatulent targeted teen movie. I fucking hate the Razzies, dude. It's the most <laughs> Reddit awards show. Anyway, the mo- uh, the winner was previous episode Jackass. Hell yeah! Which I think that's that category most flatulent targeted teen movie. That's that's a mark of quality. Like that should be at the Oscars. I don't know why they yeah. think this is a bad thing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You want to get the viewers uh, academy? You know what to do. So this movie was nominated alongside Scooby Doo, Triple X, and Crossroads. Which I think I said this when we did the Jackass episode. I was like, 
did Crossroads and Triple X, did they have farts in them? Like, I don't even... Re- I think by most flatulent, they mean like... Like, it stinks. Sti- it stinks. Yeah, they turn into the critic for a minute. Uh, and the movie was also... Uh, he was Adam Sandler was nominated for Worst Actor for Eight Crazy Nights and Mr. Deeds, but he lost to Roberto Benigni uh, slash Breckenmeyer for Pinocchio. Uh, you know what? You're right. The Razzies are right this time. Yeah. That, was, that movie is torture. Uh, well, luckily, there's a actually Kino Guillermo del Toro directed Pinocchio movie that's out on Netflix right now that everybody yeah. can watch. Yeah. It's the best Pinocchio movie. Better than the or- Disney original? I watch them back to back and I'm like, it's so clear how much better this new one is. That's a, that's a, that's a controversial yeah. take. Um, Maybe not for long. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the other nominees for Worst Actor at the Grammy, at the, uh, at the Razzies this year were Adriano Gianni for Swept Away, which is a Madonna movie that Gross. Won, wor- it won Worst Movie that year. Great. Uh, Eddie Murphy for Pluto Nash, I Spy, and Showtime. <laughs> Sandler was you, you want to talk about Adam Sandler having a run Eddie Murphy having a run in 2002 I'm surprised he didn't win this yeah Adam, just for the yeah. pure body of work although then again up against Roberto Benigni's Pinocchio I mean like that's yeah. like it's like that's like Daniel Day Lewis at the Oscars it's comparing like, vomit to shit like <laughs> I don't know man like <sighs> and then Steven Seagal for half past dead Steven Seagal should just win a he lifetime achievement he, Steven Seagal is half past dead at this yeah, point. He should just—he should have just won a lifetime achievement award at the Razzies for just you're just the worst. Like you are just awful. Like as a person, yeah, just as an entity. And then the final awards body, we have the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Yeah. This is the trifecta of cinema marketing awards bodies: Kids Choice Awards, Razzies, and the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards in one episode. That's like. Oscars, Golden Globes, and SAG. Like, that's yeah. like a, a triple threat combo. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, most annoying non human character, which the winner was Scrappy Doo from the Scooby Doo movie. And Whitey Duval was nominated for this. He's movie. a human? No, what he, do you mean non human? The man's a, it's no, a he's man. A, he's a drawing. We're getting technical now. He's a drawing. Yeah. That's so he's so, not a real person. That's so but look at the other nominees. Dobby from Harry Potter, Scooby-Doo, and Jar Jar Binks. Those are not humans. But they're also cartoons. This is the <laughs> dumbest category I think I've ever seen. This is the dumbest. Uh the then also for worst fake accent, uh Rob Schneider was nominated for Eight Crazy Nights. And also the hot oh chick. God. We tapped out of Crappy Madison before getting to the hot chick, so I never seen it's that. It's for movie. the best. I don't know what he what his voice is in that movie, but I think it should have won for this just on the pure racism of it. Yeah, but and, you also got to remember it was 2002. People were a little bit more okay with racism in 2002. Uh, the winner was Harrison Ford for K19, The Widowmaker. I don't know what he sounds like in that movie, but the other nominees were Dan Aykroyd in Crossroads, which I did not expect to see that Dan Aykroyd would be in a Britney Spears movie. Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> That's Dan Aykroyd weird, needed some work. That's a weird six degrees of separation. Dan Aykroyd and Brit, Britney yeah. Spears. Uh, John Malkovich in the Knockaround guys. That's a that that's a fun title. I I I like that as a title for a movie. And then oh my beloved Dana Carvey for eight, Master of Disguise. I'm not turtling up for the turtle club. That honestly though, I'm if you listen to Crappy Madison, you know this. That might be 
the worst movie I've ever we seen. We never in my made life. it to that movie. We never got to make an episode on oh, that. Oh, but movie. we watched it we for did, some reason. No, we we watched it because we were gonna do an episode on it, but then we realized like I I can't talk about that. That was the one we tapped out on. That was the movie we tapped what out. This movie again? Master of Disguise. Dana Carvey plays the master of disguise. I'll show you the trailer he, after this. You've seen. He plays, I, I feel like I've seen it. He Pistachio Disguisey is the character's <laughs> name. You've seen the turtle clip where he's the turtle. He's in the turtle suit. I'm the turtle for the turtle club. Maybe you never not. seen that? That's that. That scene was shot on 9-11. That's oh, that's slowly becoming, though, the uh, that that fun fact. Like, oh, the turtle club scene was shot on 9-11 and they did a moment of silence midway through shooting. And that's the Mario 2 is Doki Doki Panic of, of the movie trivia movie trivia. <laughs> Uh, on an equal scale of quality. Yeah. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Equal Mario 2 is a bad game. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So Mike is just a horrible taste in video games. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's, not, it's no Mario 3. No, it's Mario. no Mario Worlds, but Mario 2 is a great game. What are you talking about? It's fine. I'm it's just, a great game. It's fine. I, I like wanted, it better than the original. I just wanted to make a joke. Anyway. Okay, fine. Speaking of, okay, so Offensive now, joke. <laughs> now we got worst song in a film or its end credits. And I'm surprised that they, the, the song they chose for this movie was the Hanuk- Hanukkah song part three. And I'm like, if this was only end credit songs, then I'd get it. But like, there are way worse songs in this movie that you could have picked from. Yeah. The other nominee was the penis song from the Swedish thing, which I don't even know what that is. It's like some Karen Diaz sex comedy or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the other nominees were I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman by Britney Spears from Crossroads, yeah. uh, which is that even a bad song? I don't even know. It's a Britney song from 2002. It's, yeah. it's probably all right. It's Britney, bitch. Die Another Day, which is pretty bad. Uh, it's yep. probably the worst James Bond song. Yeah, who and did that one? It was Madonna. Yep, yep, yep. That one's not. And good. then Black Suits Coming, Nod Your Head from Men in Black Two. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go out on a limb. That's that's in there because of racism. That's racist. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not. I mean, that's not a bad song, is it? Like whatever. I've seen Men in Black Two. I don't remember ever. I don't remember a song from Men Nod in Black Two. Nod your head. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's it's fine. It's not. It's not great. But what the fuck? Worst song in a film? Get out of here with that. Whatever. Or it's end credits. Whatever. All right. The um, whole media release. Well, I had the DVD as a kid. You did have the DVD, <laughs> and we watched the DVD when we did that uh, that first episode on it. Yeah. It's pretty uneventful. I mean, there are some cool behind the scenes stuff in it. There's, um, you know, the you get you do get to see Adam Sandler in the booth, which is cool Doing to the see. Whitey voice, yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that, though, I don't remember there being any great features. It's you know, it's a it's a 2002 DVD. It's like, yeah, yeah. sure. It's got one of the little black strips that you you, you gotta peel open. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't. It doesn't have one of those locking like or the two little tabs like on the I Disney DVDs. Wait, what? Who loves I love the, those. What the little tabs? On yeah, the, I like clicking them. Those are the worst. What? I like. <laughs> tell me you're a phys- Tell me you're not a physical media collector without telling me I'm you're not a physical. You in the throat. Yeah, you punch me in the throat. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad, 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 bad take. Bad that's take. like that's like saying I like it when when I when there's pickles on my on my Burger King. Uh, <laughs> well. If you're over the age of 13, you you should you should have that opinion. Pickles make the burger. You need a pickle on a burger. Yeah. And all right. So we have a poll question. Now we did a poll for a poll question for 
for last year when we did the Christmas episode, which was what's your favorite Christmas movie to watch every year? We're going to ask you, what's what's the worst Christmas movie? I would say I would say, Mike, tell me if you want to uh, refine this question. bit. Not the worst Christmas movie, the worst Christmas movie that you watch every yeah. year. Like, what's the what's the, what's the movie where it's like, this isn't good. But you watch it. But I'll watch it every year. This is this what, is oh, this is ours. This is this it is for ours. me. I think it's a bad movie. I, I, every time we watch it, I, I we complain about it. But we still watch it together. And we still have a good time every time we watch yep. it. I've seen this movie over a dozen times. I've seen this movie more than my favorite movies. <laughs> I'm probably maybe I I don't know if I'm there with that movie yet. But anyway, uh, this so. I, I guess there's some options I could pick from. Like I could throw out like the Polar Express or the Grinch to throw like the the, but the, the 2000 I feel like, Grinch. I feel like this is a it's more a, subjective yeah, question. So this is going to be an open ended. Yeah, this, what's this personal is, for you? Like, what is your bad Christmas movie that you watch every year? Yep, yep. Uh, I expect to see some. I'm, I'm bracing myself because there might be some hot takes in there too. So. Yeah, the like subjectivity. So, like someone might say like fucking Christmas vacation or something like that. It's like that's Dude, not a bad honestly, movie. Honestly, I gotta tell you, um, I w- when I was getting dinner the other day, Andy said he saw um Christmas vacation. He said it sucks. He hates Christmas vacation. I was like, no, you can't hate Christmas vacation. That's like the funniest freaking Christmas movie out there. <laughs> if you told me a Christmas a Christmas story, I'd agree with you. That movie fucking blows. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't I just want to add, I don't know if it's because we've just been indoctrinated to be like, you have to like it or the fact that they show it 24 hours on Christmas. I don't know if that has to factor into it, but I don't think Christmas Story is a good movie. Mm-hmm. This is the only time I'll get to talk about it on the podcast on the Christmas episode, right? Because we're never going to do this movie. We're never going to do it. So, like, I don't know. Do you think that factors into it? I guess so because again it's not a movie that I'll ever th- I never get excited to watch it just yet but I, like I watch movie. it every year what yeah. is it? a Christmas story you know with Ralphie the, the fucking you shoot dry out kid Yo, well, I guess, we'll have, seen that I guess we'll have to watch a Christmas story this year. Oh, anyway. I've never seen that movie. If, if, if anyone comes out with any hot takes about It's a Wonderful Life, you can just, you could shoot yourself. No, please, please, please write it so we can make fun of you. Yeah. But <laughs> All right, so closing thoughts. What's your rating for the movie out of 10? It's, it's like a five. It's like maybe a six. That's a little too high. I'm going to give it like a three. Like a this three? is a bad movie. I'll go five. I'll go five. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's bad. I, I can tolerate it. The animation is fine. Uh, like it's again, it, it could be put to better use yeah. than to be this movie. But I thought it was like, I thought five, 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 six. That's fine. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, why did you make me watch that? <laughs> but then the second time I was like, the story isn't bad. Like it, 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 they're, they're just trying to get him to, 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 to like live his emotion. Like, Oh my God, can you finally freaking cry? Live your truth. It's so a movie you can... about dismantling toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Oh my God. Now I'm giving it a 10. No, I'm just joking. But no, yeah. At the end they're like, yo bro, just fucking cry. Just get the fucking cry over with. So you can stop being a fucking dick to everyone. And then, by the way, the character is not redeemable in any way. I don't see him as redeemable. I don't see like make him cry. He's still a fucking asshole, and I hate him. So he still threw Whitey down a hill in the poop. uh, No, but he can change. Uh, It doesn't matter if people change. change. No, people don't change after you throw someone down a hill in a pool. Some things are irredeemable. That was that was that was really mean. And when he came out really poopy, I was like, oh my god. And then he then he showered him in water and he froze him. And then the deers had to. yeah. yeah, not redeemable. But I mean, at the end, he was like, "Yo, Whitey's pretty good." 
That's it. Great. But men men didn't really have to just live up to the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Out of for the marketing, uh, being honest with you, this is like an eight. It, 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 Why? It, because here's the thing. There's nothing. But the ads that we do have, I'm basing off the ads we do have. It's an animated Adam Sandler movie with a lot of potty humor, and that's exactly what you got. The reason I'm not giving it a 10, because a 10 means everything was perfect. It, it said exactly what it was supposed to do. It makes no reference that this is a musical. And <laughs> in those commercials, they use yeah. not one femtosecond of a the song, song from, the, from movie. the movie. Yeah, they, they don't highlight any funny jokes in the trailers. The trailers make the movie look bad. Uh, the movie is bad. Maybe I'll lower it a little. Uh, maybe like a seven. Yeah, it's uh, and and also like there, there's nothing creative about any of the marketing. Like again, I had to scrape. There's like one. It's not trailer. even the fact that it's creative though. We're not. We're not. But I gotta. We're not. I gotta factor that into know, it because it's not, like again, if we're if we're doing these episodes week month after month, and it's like, oh, it's a it's a movie. That's good marketing because it's a movie. It's like no, I got well, the, well, the it. The, the marketing is not deceptive. The marketing is not. Um, it doesn't show any like it could be deceptive for parents who think that they could take their kids to see the movie but it's PG-13 that should give it away <laughs> it's Adam Sandler it's PG-13 yeah, that should... Adam Sandler's big with kids though and, and a lot of parents like they take their kids to see PG-13 movies because like oh Spider-Man's PG-13 my kid can see that you know I guess okay okay <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'll put that into consideration I'll lower my score to a six yeah how about I, that live your truth i'm living my truth no mike mike brought up some good points that i did not consider yeah, but i'm a man capable of change like like davy stone i'm capable of change yeah. don't push old people down in porta potty i'm not gonna push mike in a porta potty yeah. now <laughs> you better i'm gonna hold you to that now because every time every time i'll step into one it, the, the fear lives inside me this is the second time in the past hour we're hearing about mike's fear of porta potty it's gotta <laughs> be noted i didn't get pushed in a porta potty but i was in a porta potty and i guess i didn't lock it and so someone I was, came in yeah no i was i i went to squat to pee because i had to pee so bad and then i told my friend i was like yo bitch fucking watch the door for me and she was like yeah okay i got you a millisecond after i pulled down my pants some guy just opens the door and i'm like i can't and he's like oh my god i'm sorry i guess i guess that's that's more of a problem on your friends who the fuck yeah, is watching no, the door and then, I, and then i got out and i was like what the fuck and she was like i didn't see anybody I'm like, I think you need to open your eyes a little bit, bitch. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm going to give this like, yeah, like I said, there's nothing special about the marketing. Like, again, if there was, there's got to be a reason for me to do this episode other than we just wanted to talk about this. This movie. is, a, this is because, our, Mike, this is our Christmas break episode. I know. This is a low effort. This is just, it's Christmas. We're releasing an episode. We're chilling. The movie. We're talking about a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's what I think. That's why I like Christmas time. It's like, this is a, this is a low effort. Just like, you know, watch chilling. Yeah, I get it. But it, I, again, it's like, if I'm looking at reasons for why this movie would have a significant enough marketing for us to do an episode on it. It doesn't. It's just that we wanted to talk about it, <laughs> I and have, I had I, to come Mike up really. With, I had to come up with some bullshit that's like because there's one trailer, there's like a couple TV spots. There's really nothing significant about the marketing at all. And again, it it doesn't really inspire any conversation. I'm gonna give it like a a probably the same rating I give the movie. I'm gonna give it like a three. <laughs> yeah, I have never heard about this movie until you told me about it. I was like, what is Eight Crazy Nights? And you're like, it's a Hanukkah movie. I was like. Okay. Also, it's barely a fucking hot. And you were movie. like, it has Adam Sandler. And I was like, okay. And it's animated. It's a mamooch. It's a bashkered. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, that's our that was our holiday episode for this year. Closing out 2022. We had a lot of fun uh, ups and downs of this year. We had Mike, some Mike, we should if you have some time over the Christmas break, you should make a clip show. 
Uh, just our, know, our, 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 our best hits. Go, uh, cinema marketing funny moments. Dude, I'm down. We should I'll, do one every year. A cinema marketing. That'll be our Christmas gift to the listeners. Cinema marketing funny moments. Yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something like that. But I also want to have like, you know, the same end of year roundup that me and you and Lewis do and do our top 10 movies of the year. Uh, and you want to like do that? that? I'm down yeah, to do that. We'll I might do, have to do a remote. Uh, we could do yeah, when I come course. back from Florida. I'm we coming do, back the 28th. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we yeah. don't need to make our plans now. We can just yeah, we'll do it on New Year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll plan it out. Anyway, yeah. thanks for listening. Uh, where can the people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, my Instagram is slavage underscore vibe check. I mean, it's just my personal. I just post stuff on yeah. there. It's fun. Nina, do you want to give away any of your socials or do you want to just stay anonymous? I'll stay anonymous. Thank you so much. All right. I don't blame you. You can follow me on tw- on Twitter and on Instagram at the Kino Man. Uh, <laughs> I laugh and, every time. And you can follow our podcast on uh, Cinemarketing Pod, Cinemarket Pod on Twitter. Um, who knows how long that'll still be there, or how long I'll still here's even a hint. Post use 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 knitter.net, N-I-T-T-E-R. It allows you to browse uh, Twitter without logging in and not giving any traffic to the website. Do not give money to Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also code to Instagram. Uh, we're at Cinemarketing Pod. Podcast, uh, and that's where we post all of the stuff that we talk about on the show. I'm probably I couldn't find a lot of eight crazy night stuff, so that I might not have a lot to post on the Instagram for this movie. But I'll I'll post some Christmas stuff on there. Post our Christmas commercials like we normally do. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that'll be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, have a happy holiday season for everybody. And happy New Year. And come and we're coming to the New Year in 2023. We'll we'll, we'll cook up some heat for you in the studio. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, stay tuned yeah. for. A preview of our next episode thanks for listening and we'll see you next year adios